This podcast contains adult content, so if you've got little ears in the car, you may want to turn it down. We also go deep into the emotional, spiritual, and energetic worlds, so please open your hearts and proceed with care. As soon as your outer vestments are in hand, I know you're easy to lose, though. Even when you're woo-woo. Welcome to the Woo Wooverse, the podcast that, well, kind of left you hanging there for a little bit, Soz. Um, didn't forget about you, totally knew you were still there. It's just been a little bit going on in the world since we last spoke to you in December 2020, but we're back. Lynette, hi. Kiki. Long time no see. Yeah. Support you. <laughs> Let's start oh my there goodness. instead of ending there. Oh, maybe. my goodness. I do, where do we even begin here, right? Like, how do we start with all the monumental changes, both macro and micro, that have gone on in the last 18 months? Yeah, because the last time we recorded this, we were going in and out of isolation. Mm-hmm. We've come out of isolation mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. But we're not the same, are we? We were in year one of the pandemic. We were so naive. We didn't even know about year two of the pandemic yet. We were baking sourdough. (laughs) Crazy. What were we thinking? Oh, my gosh. It's just fascinating, though, isn't it, how this pandemic lockdown kind of reflects nature when it goes through a change too. Mm. It recedes itself or Mm. it goes through some kind of hibernation. Mm. And then it grows and has to reestablish itself. And I almost feel like... On some weird level, that's what we're doing. Absolutely. It's like when you garden and you put, a, you put a plant in a new pot and it doesn't look like it's doing anything because it's growing its roots first, right? Like I feel like we all got put right. inside. Are we or, growing our roots? And we, we must be. Yeah, we were growing our roots. <laughs> and I think we said this even at the time that like we can't possibly know what the pandemic is while we're going through it and we can't know what the results of it are going to be collectively, individually for years to come, right? Like it's we've got to yeah. find our roots in the yeah. soil before the changes, the external changes happen. It's been a lot of roots and a lot of soil though, quite frankly, hasn't it? It's like been a lot of sitting inside. <laughs> Some of it's got washed away. Even. A lot of cancelled events. Yeah, water under the bridge. Mm. But I think there's something divine in it, even though it gets pretty murky at mm. times and it looks like nothing's happening. I do think there's something divine in it. And even the fact that we've finally been able to sit down And have this conversation because I think what we've tried nearly four or five times to work out. Over like a solid eight months, quite frankly. Like it's been. (laughs) If time and space means anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. For those of you um, listening who thought maybe we were just sitting on the beach drinking margaritas, that is not what has been happening for us in the last 18 months since we chatted. Well, maybe we've been drinking margaritas. Yeah, but But sobbing in the bath generally has been how it's worked out. And we have like so much of what we're going to talk about today, so much of what we talk about in general is about meeting meeting the energy of the times and 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 going with the flow right and for us specifically in relation to this podcast a lot of going with the flow has meant not doing the podcast like maybe trying and then having to receive the messages and the timing that it's not now it is not now I think that's something that we're all learning Mm. but I know you and I have learned through this that it really had to be something that was giving us a green light or a yes 
to fully feel like we could come together and channel this. Yeah. And it just has been so difficult to do that, yeah. either because of external circumstances or what I'm going through or what you're going mm. through and even knowing what to say because yeah. sometimes there were no words, yeah. right? Just a lot of yeah. looking at each other with a lot of sighing. And it, I think that at some point, it's just been so great to be able to say, okay, why don't we try and have that conversation out loud and actually be able to do it? Mm, yep, yep. And so I'm going to ask you how you're doing and not in the dumb Australian way where we always go, fine, how are you? I'm going to ask you like in a really genuine way, how are you doing? I, I'm actually okay now. Glad to hear But it. there have been times where... I have had to go through this shift as well. Mm. Like there's no avoiding it, mm-hmm. is there? You know, I've had COVID. My family have had COVID. My children were delayed going back to school. So every time and space order was shifted mm-hmm. in my life over the last six months, let alone the last 12. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just been so many revelations around the way things were and realizing that they're not going to be that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And and also I felt this feeling like got to step up, mm. got to step up into the fact that if things are changing, what does that mean and how can I connect and contribute? And of course, we've had so much stuff go on in Australia with the floods and all sorts of fires and things like that, that I think it's really hard to hide mm. anymore. So I'm doing okay, but there's been times it's been a lot and I've wanted to put my head under the doona and just pretend it's not happening. Mm, mm-hmm. I've wanted to go back to the way the way it used to it be, was. the before time. Who would have thought I would have lamented wanting two thousand or nineteen ninety nine to come back? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, they were predictable days. Yeah, and I yeah, it was pretty it. steady, wasn't mm, it? Mm. And I think that is one of the things about being on the spiritual path. Sometimes we think that it is like a uh, like a salve. I wanted to say placebo, but that wasn't the right word. That it, or like a solution. Like you get on the spiritual path and you do your spiritual work and then everything's just fine and it doesn't matter what's going on outside. You're just cruising over it. And actually, I think the reverse is often true. Like, yes, it steadies you. Yes, it gives you a framework to work through all the big things, but it also means that you work through the big things. Whatever is happening in the world, you don't just ignore it and pretend it's not going on, And put, even though some days you put your head under the doona, um, that you you come to terms with it and you process it and you accept it and you move through it in a really mindful aware way and it's not yeah you don't just skip over it you don't just kind of skip over it and light a candle and get a crystal and keep moving actually you light a candle and you get a crystal and you go deep is is actually how it works (laughs) damn it yeah there's no you can't separate yourself from the collective shift Mm. at the moment and I've really felt that yes and trying to balance you know when you hold other people and you're going through that shift yourself it's very interesting Mm. how have you been doing look (laughs) you're here you're here i'm still standing um so much so great bangs by the way your bangs look great thank you thank you i I do do bangs bangs. now and i do quite like them i call them nature's (laughs) botox this is how you can't see that i'm 42 years old because it just really helps cover the wrinkles um (laughs) So this year has been a massive year for me. I 
when I left you guys, <laughs> I, you know, had got trapped by COVID. I'd been a digital nomad, got trapped by COVID, stuck in Australia, stuck in the northern rivers of Australia, mm. decided actually that I loved it here and I wanted to be here. And then we got smashed by a historic, unprecedented flood on, um, I'm going to cry even as I talk about it, on February 28th of this year. And I have never lived through a natural disaster before. I'm lucky. I got to 41 without living through a natural mm. disaster. And wow. I had seen this meme maybe six months before it happened that was climate change is watching the disasters unfold on your phone until it is your turn to record the disaster on your phone. And that is exactly what it was. And not only did we have that flood, three weeks later we had another flood. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, then, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. so we lived through it again, even though the trauma was still fresh. And then I got covid um, and then I moved house and then I had a breakup. So there's been quite a bit going on. And wow, yeah. and the way – and, like, then – so that's all been happening. And then there's been this other energy that's been really mm. becoming present for me at the moment, and I call it the rug pulled out energy. And I mm. feel like we got – we all got the rug pulled out from under mm. us, right? Like pandemic. Mm. One day we were like, mm. we know how the world goes. We yeah. we expect things to go in a certain way. And then we got shown that no, it, the world can literally, the whole world can literally stop in a moment, you know, or get changed yeah. in a moment. So we all had the rug pulled out from under us and we all landed on our asses. And now I'm going to talk very individually. I really felt like I landed on my ass and was like, okay, glad to be alive, like really happy yeah. nothing's broken, in a little bit of shock, dealing with this, um, okay, what's what's going on? And now I've reached this stage where I have stood up again and I am brushing myself off and trying to figure out what comes next. Mm. And it's a whole different reality to the one mm, that is. I thought I had. And there's yeah. beauty and there's power in it. And there's also um, uncertainty <laughs> and sadness at what was lost. And I feel like that's where I am at the moment of brushing myself off and coming to terms with it. I think a lot of people are there. Mm. You know? I think we I all think are that, to a degree. Th and everybody has a different rug mm -hmm. that's got pulled mm -hmm. out. You'll know from connecting and reading with people, mm. I think at this time the biggest thing people want to tell me is what was that thing mm. that kind of tipped them over mm. yep. or what has happened where they're trying to get themselves back up and you're absolutely right I think there are, there is a rug pulling energy mm. around and that happens when we have to spiritually look at everything and take responsibility for what we can mm. obviously we're not responsible for the greater systemic yep. um, imbalances but where we can and with what we've got in our own personal mm. sovereignty we have to stand up and say why has this happened where's the power in it what can I do yeah and what's the serenity prayer yes oh my gosh I've got that on my fridge at the moment God grant me the serenity to know the things I can change and the wisdom to know the difference yeah what is it the things I can change the things I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference and it's yeah. that's it right now right like that's that's where we're at yeah, and there's a lot. So there's a lot and going on individually. There's a mm. lot going on collectively. We're having these yeah, individual experiences, these mm. collective experiences. How are you reading the collective at the moment? Like what are you understanding? Oh, Tiny <laughs> question. Really, yeah, just kind of, as we always have. Do you know we always started that way? Well, I think we were – when the last time we spoke, we talked about the Great Awakening. Do you remember mm -hmm. we spoke about the Great Awakening and that this energy and the pandemic was waking people up mm -hmm. to a whole new paradigm? And now we're entering in what people are calling – 
the great reset, but not in the conspiracy theory sense, but just the fact that we have to find a new way to operate Mm. in this frequency. And a lot of people have written to me and asked me to explain where we're at, like on a sort of frequency level. So it's a really interesting question because basically I think we did an episode called Metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. Then we did another one, What on Earth? And then we did another one, Zeitgeist, which was all about how we change as a collective. But what's happening in the theory is that there are these solar pulses that come from our sun and the sun goes through these cycles where it's quiet and then it goes through explosive cycles. We have lived through probably two or three explosive solar cycles. We're currently in solar cycle 25. Yep, that's me being as particular as I can about it because that's about, you know, as NASA as I'm going to get. But what is happening currently is we're in a furious solar amping up period where these solar flares x-class solar flares which are like nuclear bombs going off on our star nothing on the weather report about that but imagine all of that energy and flux and pulse coming towards our planet and it changes the electromagnetic field and basically our energy ionosphere earth sphere and human sphere feels that change it kind of like a bubbling boiling pot And we move differently. We start to feel frequency differently. Our chakras open up differently and we start to respond. And a lot of people get what's called ascension symptoms where they get headaches and dizziness and they start wanting to change their diet. They start wanting to move and migrate. It's, it's, you know, all the David Attenborough series talk about these kind of changes of climate and weather and energy. But this is on a massive level. And what it's really supposed to do is it marks that new age that we're entering in. So we're in the age of Pisces, which was very structural and and all the pyramid shapes. And now we're moving into the Aquarian age, which is where power is lateral and we move more into a circular understanding of life. And, and so we're really responding to that. Like the theory is that that's the thing that's happening in the background and then everything else we're experiencing on a micro level is coming from that. And that solar cycle is only just beginning. I think we've had like six X-class solar flares in the last six weeks. And that means that we're in for a big ride, my friend. A lot of people... Cool, great, because it's been super chill and I could (laughs) use a bit of excitement. So amazing. It's like going, you know, from one roller coaster and going... (laughs) Oh my goodness, there was a bigger one. And but it it is true that I think that we have the skills and the tools, but this is going to amp up energetically mm. for sure. And if we look at something like, you know, the solar cycle, it really tells us that this age of change is coming. There's mm. no way you can look at the cosmology of this and think Oh, we're all just going to go back and settle down. Yep. Everything is bubbling up and, and I, moving. I think it's really interesting where the individual meets the totally the, the collective or the structure, and then like it, you know, we're going layers and layers and layers here. So it's not just what's happening in in me that is happening, mm-hmm. and then there's what's happening in my community, and then there's what's mm-hmm. happening on my planet, and then there's mm-hmm. what's happening in my solar system, and then there's a mm-hmm. layer beyond that that we don't even know about, right? Like our solar system also exists within a galaxy. Well, it's trying to break through. Yeah, like, right. Like, I think so they're trying to come in. People are definitely seeing them more. 
And yeah. so then, but then we always, I think to a degree, not in a self-serving, self-centered way, but because we are the ones navigating this, we always have to bring it back to, okay, fine. There's solar flares, there's bullshit going mm. down, there's pandemics, there's mm. floods, there's climate change. Like, how do I make my way through this? And how do 100%. I... 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I think that has been a really big theme for me this year as well, because I get a little bit, I get a, you know, I, I get a little bit down on myself if I'm having a hard day if I'm having trouble navigating it if I wanted things to be going quicker or I wanted to achieve this by now but it hasn't happened my first thought is not all the solar flares (laughs) making this difficult (laughs) okay my first thought is get it together lady like what you're failing you know no 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 because what is fascinating about this and one of the reasons I do check to see if there's a solar flare and an earthquake which often come hand in hand is that there is this energy theory that because the molecules are moving moving differently, time and space changes mm, its, yep. you know, kind of perspective for us. Feels right. So we jump timelines. So mm. you might solve something and then the next day feel like that was two weeks ago. Mm. And that was not happening before. It was more linear time, whereas we're moving in this completely different concept of time and space. Yep. And, yes, yeah, so be more gentle on yourself knowing that the cosmology is affecting time and space. Yeah, and that has been one of my spiritual practices this year has been reminding myself that, that okay, like, pull it out. Okay, you're having a bad day. This is hard. You're struggling. There were floods three weeks ago. <laughs> like yeah. You had then COVID three weeks today. ago. Yeah. You know, like there's, you, you're two and a half years into a pandemic. Mm. Like understanding, like obviously we filter all of those big things through our body and our energy systems, our own experiences. And I think reminding of ourselves of that on the day to day can be a spiritual practice as well. Absolutely. And it's not spiritually bypassing at the moment. I know that it can be to talk about this cosmology and these influences, Mm. but they have probably never been stronger. Mm. Like I said, most of us probably got awakenings in the last solar cycle in 2011 Mm. and then in 1999, you know, to 2000. Um, So it's this it is real and we do feel it through our bodies. And some days when, if you check your earthquake app, there'll be absolutely no one sleeping whose chakras are open. Mm. Last night, I got so many emails from people saying, I'm not sleeping. And that's because this big yeah, solar flare. I didn't sleep is last around. night. Yep. And so when you actually start putting, I wish there was space weather alerts. I do try to put them on my Instagram, but it, it does explain why sometimes it is like, you know, pushing shit uphill to mm. get things done or you can't get your nervous system to regulate. It's not that you're not doing a great meditation practice. It's that the energy you're trying to channel has tripled or mm. quadrupled in its frequency. It will help us, of course, if we can get ourselves grounded and aligned, it will move through us. Mm. But you're right in saying, I think that we need to be kinder on ourselves during this period and to understand it from a woo-woo perspective, mm. but not get caught in it. Obviously, yeah. you still have to make choices. Yeah. You have to look at where you're going and why you're doing what you're doing. People obviously go into prepper mode, yeah. which is understandable because yeah. it looks like the whole world is going to go into a super freeze or a super experience. And it's possible that one of these pulses might create some of those shifts, but I don't think that's helpful either, <laughs> just mm. uprooting yeah. the whole of reality in the 3D world. The 5D world is definitely having more of an influence on us, but we can't let it take over 
the 3D reality. It's kind of like we're trying to blend these things together. And I think this is part of, like, transitions are always tricky times. It doesn't matter what transition you're doing, it's always a bit gnarly, right? Um, And if, you know, we are transitioning from Pisces to Aquarius from a structure, especially that's like, you go to work eight hours a day and this is how the world works and this is dinner and it's all structured and this is... No one's gone back to the office. (laughs) And now we're like, actually, I want to be more energetic. Like, I want to somehow integrate that there's solar flares happening and it's messing me up and I, I... my available energy is low right now. So I'll do, I want to meet myself at this moment and do what I can. And then when my energy is higher, I'll meet myself there. But there has been a flattening that's like, no, every day is the same. Every day requires the same of you, which we know in nature isn't true. We've seen the oh, seasons. It's, and it's just right? not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've tried to send kids back to school. That hasn't worked. Yeah, We've tried yeah. to contain a virus. That, that hasn't, hasn't worked. worked. And so this is like trying to meet ourselves in this moment is really hard. (laughs) (laughs) It is hard. We've had floods, we've had fire, we've had frickery. Yeah, I think that we are in the midst of what we would call a seismic shift, Mm. which you had said to me before was, you know, I feel like it's been seismic. It is, and Mm. I think we're going to see more seismic shifts, whether that's through the earth plane or through our lives. I, I feel like it's powerful to say that, you know, the fact that we're a woo-woo crew here it's so good to have woo-woo knowledge mm. working with this because I think it's almost like having a surfboard. You know mm. you know how mm-hmm. to ride it. I mean, I want to ask you about your experience with the floods because mm. you were in floods, but you had your consciousness, as yeah. does much of the community around you. We had floods as well, and our community had been through it three times before so there's a lot of flood plans in our area and it was amazing to see people just instantly pop into action mind you wasn't government organized as i'm sure your area wasn't either um and neither has the recovery of it being but wow it felt powerful to be using intuition Mm. to guide we we knew to stock up we had all the things we needed yeah that That was was interesting for me as well that i very much in the days did not know like cannot claim that I knew how bad it was going to be not making any claims to that at all did feel something coming had been had had so it happened on a Monday the first flood the really big one on about the Thursday Friday I was a mess for no reason just felt so many people were Mm -hmm. Mm. and part of that the way that because I always do a little bit of like prepper mode is how I mm. is how I deal with big Put feelings the oats in the cupboard <laughs> right yep. got that from my mother she got that from her mother um yeah. so um see the boomers were great for something right and my grandma <laughs> got that from the depression so here we are so um yeah I did stock up absolutely stocked up mm. stocked up on gas for hot yes, showers and whatever be. stocked up on food had a full cupboard when it happened oh god I have so much to say about the floods and it's all it was it um it was so interesting you know because we we're up the river from you Mm. and so it came through and we were watching it because we'd lived through another flood Mm. and it was just moving so strong and so fast Mm. in a way that no one could have said it was like the last flood the Mm. last flood the sun was out and the water rose because they let the dam open this was pouring Mm. rain constantly the rain the sound of the Mm. rain was deafening my children were yelling over the sound of the rain I was like I can't hear you but there was a really weird sound in the sky like weird thunder and 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 you know everyone in the area was on edge 
And it was because it just did not feel like in any way it was containable. Yeah. It was just coming the in so power. hard and fast. Yeah. yeah. And I think I sent an email out to all the people in your area just saying, we're in this. I think there was this part of me that knew that something was coming, but there was still this belief in me that if I, as an untrained weather expert, standing on the bank of the river in my local area, watching mm. it cover playgrounds, going that came in unusually fast mm. I had to get the kids off it um that no one was letting anyone know mm. down your end of the woods yeah and you know shock the shock that comes yeah. with that kind of thing and it was a is, thing where dramatic went to bed on the su- Sunday night and everything so Lismore Lismore is the area that got smashed the hardest and like so many areas around me got smashed but Lismore, you, Lismore oh we, far out we, so much yeah. love for Lismore and so much mm. sadness for Lismore oh my mm. god um and what we heard on the Sunday night was, look, it's going to flood, but it's going to be 2017 levels, which was the highest, oh, not the second, it was the second highest flood at that point. It won't be beyond. And then woke up on Monday morning to hell, to just watching hell unfold in real because time. it wasn't moving the same way. Mm. Like it, the, what they could have predicted might have been the water from last time moving that way. Yeah. But this was taking off whole boats, yeah. taking it down the river, sucking it under the water, and you just never mm. saw the boat again. Yeah. This was breaking banks yeah. because of its sheer force yeah. and power. It, it's very interesting. And did you feel like, I mean, your community was amazing. I mm. felt like they realised that the government wasn't coming to save them. They put calls out and they they kind of took their sovereignty back in some way. Well, Lismore, Lismore especially, the reason more people didn't die in Lismore, although that's a whole other conversation, but the reason the death toll is really, is the official death toll is as low as it is, is because people saved each other. And, and actually, the, a call did get put out by the SES, we can't cope, if you've got a boat bring it down and then they cancelled the call about an hour later for like bureaucracy reasons and nobody listened to the cancellation everybody bought their boat down and and it was people saving each other off rooftops the thing which is nobody wants like nobody wants that one of the most incredible things after the floods is like as the devil you know and in the middle of the floods because it's neighbors saving neighbors the community that i live in has been very divided especially along vaccination lines um Mm. especially along covid conspiracy lines Mm. it has been a very divided community there and then also pandemic we were all separated from each other and in the weeks leading up to the floods there was as the restrictions had been easing there was a lot of conversation around okay how do we knit our community back together like how Mm, do we do it that's happening so would not have chosen this would not have chosen this as the way to do it but nobody pulling up to their neighbor's I rooftop know, right? said who did tick. you vote for where do you stand on this issue are you vaccinated it was just get yeah. in the boat let's go we, we were like we were still in that restriction mm. at the time no one who knocked on our door yeah. showed asked, a green yeah. tick or asked for a the friend. green yeah. tick and yeah. no one asked who we were voting yeah. for absolutely i agree and we said the same thing and as it's horrifying and you know there's a lot of conversation around how these floods come came about and all of that kind of stuff but the energy was in some ways mm. neutralizing all of that division yeah. I felt that too and really also the feeling like the other thing that we've all really learned out there and this was my first flood people in this area have done other floods not this big but you know it was a maybe a bigger learning curve for me than for other people 
is that nobody is coming to save you. Nobody is coming to save you. I know we've seen all of the superhero movies. <laughs> like, so, we talked about that, yeah, yeah. Nobody is coming to save you. You have to save yourself. And not only do you save yourself, you save each other. And that is what we saw in the days after the floods where people were like just coming in from everywhere to help people clean out their houses, um, the clean out the army. mud, like just yeah, just everybody stepped up with the understanding that we save each other. And so I did. I was not personally affected. My house did not flood. I was flooded in for a few days. I was stranded. And then when I got out, I did two weeks of volunteer work, just going out every day to the hubs. Where do you send me? And and just being, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't miraculous. It wasn't amazing. I just went and did what needed to be yeah. done. And just seeing that level of how many people did that for each other with the understanding that you'll do it for me next time. Like your house and got flooded today. You need the help. It'll be me next time. I know you'll come help me. And that was what was in the beginning of the pandemic. And mm. then we missed it. Yeah. We missed that energy because we became so scared of each other, mm. passing on viruses. Yeah. And, and in the end, look, we all bloody passed. We all got vaccinated it. Or unvaccinated. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, it, but you know, that division. And I think what we're talking about here is the ultimate version of woo woo is when we don't let that division happen. Yeah. We come together and we yeah. feel that love and that acknowledgement yeah. of humanity within us. And we don't let anything divide us. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, there's so many horrible things that are going on. But when you can get to that golden energy, that mm. golden nugget, yeah. for me, that's the woo-woo in this whole thing. And I'm like, that's our goal yeah. right now is yeah. to try and keep coming back to that, yeah. which ain't easy. No, You just get another thing and another thing and another thing. That yeah, was the other is. thing um, that really the, the floods really brought home to me is – I think I still, again, because it hadn't personally happened to me, right? I guess I still thought climate change was coming as opposed to it was, it was absolutely here. And the people in the Middle East and, and Northern Africa, they've known for years, that, you know, they've been suffering it for so long. They've known for no, years it's already here. In, yeah, huge in, in Asia. Yeah, this, this it's here. It's not getting better. This is what it's going to be. Like, and it, it sounds really brutal, but certainly in the area I'm in, we're probably going to flood every two years. We're probably going to burn to the ground the next two years and then we'll flood the next two years. So if that's the harsh flippin' reality of how we live, what do we do with that? I don't have all the answers yet, but I think I finally come to stand in the place where I'm like, oh, what I thought my life was going to be, it's not going to be that. It's going to be something completely different. We do have to save the planet. I think that's one of the biggest things. And then even recently, Australia voted, if you're not from Australia, Australia had an election and a lot of people swung their vote towards mm. the Green Party. Because one of the, I think they did a survey on the Australian public and one of the top issues, 25% of people mm. said that climate change had upped in their importance yeah. of and the look, way they were voting. This is bleak. I don't think we save the planet. I don't think we do. I think we weather I, this. I'm, I'm more hope. I'm more hopeful of the quantum field right. coming in to help Good. us save it. So I'll Excellent. hold the hope. You but, hold that for me, please. <laughs> but do you know what uh, someone said to me the other day was that they had been watching people on Instagram talk about um, our Pacific Island nations mm. saying our home is literally being eroded. Yeah. And they were watching it, oh, you know, kind of the externalised version of mm. I care for you. Yeah. The compassion now yeah. has reached a different level. It, they really understand my home is not going to be here anymore and yeah, we actually yeah. need to do it. It's the realisation we're all in it together. For me, the interesting thing about the floods as well was, and I know you guys had this too, 
But we lost power. Yeah. We lost electricity. And not just for a little while. I think it was nearly two weeks on and off. Mm. And we also had no internet. Mm. Now, I say that like because, please, no internet. We had free-to-air television, which I know is still a privilege, but it's hard going out there on free-to-air and trying to navigate three small children watching free-to-air TV. But it really brought home to me that some of the people that I've been talking to who deal with cosmology and and things like that who are talking about prepping, I didn't have a non-com plan. I didn't Mm. have an electricity plan that involved having no electricity. And that was a massive awakening. We couldn't get money out. We couldn't... um, communicate freely with Mm. each other so none of my family knew how we were because we were on an island inside the water and yeah that was really really interesting to realize how vulnerable our planet and communication systems are yeah yeah and it was exactly the same here so yeah we lost internet we lost phones we lost electricity none of the atms work so we turned into a completely cash only society we were writing notes who has cash right like um and it was interesting in that so that lasted for about a week for us where we were and it was really interesting in that as a 42-year-old, I remember a time before the internet. I remember using cash. Mm-hmm. I remember like vaguely I'm like, we functioned. We functioned. Yeah. We made plans. We got things happen. Man, we got to the moon before the internet, right? Do you remember you used to meet up and if you weren't there, you'd have to use the landline. So you'd have to go and put a dollar in the phone to ring and they weren't there. They weren't there. And so <laughs> there was, I'd forgotten a little bit about the magic that happens, how you would just happen to run into the person who had just run into the person you needed to see and had told you they were down at that shop or whatever. So it felt like the 90s a little bit in my area when that was happening. And and there was like that, kism- that kismet as well of like, oh God, we actually can function without this. It's a bit more random. But it also made me a little worried for the kids mm. who don't remember that, mm. who who will experience this is going to happen again. Of course, the internet and the power is going to go out and again. And if you're 20, you've never known a time before the internet. So what do you do? And I think you're right. It did make for interesting discussion about how vulnerable we are in regards to that electrical current that runs through our planet. And it's probably going to be a bigger discussion for another time. Look, the floods are just one of the full-on things that have happened to us this year. We both finally got COVID. I held out as long as I could. I thought I did well, actually. To wait till um, April 2022 to get COVID. We got it within a week of each other, didn't we? You wrote to me and my COVID out of office was on. (laughs) Because we actually had a recording date to do this episode and I was like committed and then I had to write to you and go, I'm so sorry to do this, but I've got COVID and you're out of reply, out of office email. I went, (laughs) we've got COVID. (laughs) Like, yep, of course. I went to, actually, I went to a, a party. I went to a dance party with 10 friends. Nine of us got it. At which point, I'm not even mad. I'm kind of impressed, actually. Like, that's kind of incredible. Wow, super spreaders. <laughs> You're probably all kissing. That's why. Well, yeah, and like <laughs> passing joints and whatever. But I thought that it was like one person infected three other people. No, nah, this was like nine of us got it. <laughs> Who bought that in? God only knows. <laughs> well, mine came through my children. You know, at school, people were getting COVID and we were looking at the numbers and they weren't going up in the classrooms. And we're like, oh, looks like we're doing great. And then, of course, everybody's away when we ring, everyone got COVID. And then that came into our house. What an interesting experience. I like to say before COVID, 
after COVID. Yeah, tell me about your experiences with it on a, on an energetic level, I guess. Oh, look, you know, firstly, I want to say, we've always said this, COVID virus is real. I don't know who, it. you know, I don't know Surely no who at thinks this point. it's not real. The, the, the <laughs> virus is real. The spike protein is real. And if you haven't had it, mm. I guess that's possible mm. that you think it's just like the flu. But no. it, it's really not like the flu and it doesn't behave like any other virus. I feel... Well, privileged mm-hmm. and grateful to be on this side of it. I do not want to experience it again, partly because I got to witness it really front mm. line psychically. So I'd been reading it through people in the US. I'd read people in the Wuhan mm. strand in the very beginning. And I knew, you know, there were people going, it's not real. I was like, the people I'm reading have something I've never seen before. So it is real. Um, that was true. But there was equally a point mm. where I could see it changing in people's bodies around the world. So when I'd read Obicron, I did register. It was different. But what was interesting to me was it didn't just come at me like a flu. Like, you know, people talk about runny eyes, nose. It just did not come like that. It really went for, I guess, Mm. my adrenal system, my nervous system. So I had absolutely no symptoms. If you saw me, you would think Mm. like I look like I did today. But my, I could feel it coursing through my body. I could feel the dizziness and the vertigo. And it changed my aura. It just kept exploding my aura. So mm. I can see my aura in the mirror. And I just kept going, my aura is like three meters and it's just constantly not able to form its structure. Mm. And that was really disturbing for me. So, you know, of course I had everything in my house physically that I could to look after my body, but I hadn't planned mm. for the psychic attack that comes with COVID. And the emotional um, it makes you very paranoid, very confused. Yeah, it was really emotional at times. My children had it the way Omicron seems to run through children. My partner had more of a coldy-like thing. But for me, oh my goodness, it was a psychic mm. thing and I was happy to be out of that tunnel. For me, it was very much the emotional and I wasn't, I was a bit naive, never done it before and was kind of ready for the mm. physical symptoms, you know, um, and did okay, like got smashed, mm. but not too hard. And one of my friends um, has been calling it the COVID upgrade. Mm, it is, yeah. Yeah, I really did feel it as an upgrade so um, and as a as a portal, as yeah. a portal to change, actually. And so I had some... Which so many people describe big illnesses as, yeah, you know, when they yeah. go through them. And right, of course, we know that emotions rest in the body. Illness moves through the body. We know that a lot of illnesses have emotional components to them. But for some reason, I hadn't really thought about that aspect of... And viruses really bring up emotions and past life energy and genetic energy. And I felt karmic energy breaking chains of karmic energy. Mm. Yeah, and I hadn't really considered that with COVID and how it would affect me. I was a bit naive. No, yeah, naive. neither had I. Um, yeah, so for me, it was very much a portal. I had some really massive realisations. It was a bit like another friend's been saying it's like ayahuasca. And I think it... It was. I, you, you, no, had, you I felt have your fever. Thing. You had your shakes. You vomit a bit. <laughs> you do. You, but, and you have some realisations. So I had really big realisations about what's important and what's not and came out the other end making some pretty big life choices. Yeah, but, me too. And did you get the dreaming? The weird dreaming. Not so and much for me. I got massive dreaming. Mm. Like, you know, like when you go on those journeys mm. and you don't know mm. where you are and just following yeah. it, I was getting all of that. So I do think it was like a, just to say, it's like a mm. trip that I couldn't get yeah. off it, or ayahuasca journey. It was 
Absolutely yep. that. Perfectly. And the post-COVID depression, which actually I didn't really know about until I got it and then did some research into mm. it. And it's a real thing. And if you are going through it at the moment, I really feel for you. There's about, mm. there was about three weeks after I, I was better mm. that I just was not okay. And not because anything yeah. particular was going on in my life. You know, that's yeah. what depression is, right? It's not that I, you know, that there's yeah. a critical problem. It's that I feel like there's critical problems maybe is how it presents for me. But I really had three weeks of just not being all right at the end of it. And I didn't have the depression. I had hypersensitivity. Mm. Like if someone dropped a cup mm. in the other room, my whole energy system, it would ricochet mm-hmm. through me. And so my psychic ability was at its absolute all-time high after COVID Mm -hmm. it was almost like you said a quantum Mm. upgrade and I am not seeing the same as what I did beforehand Mm. I've definitely seen more and hearing more and feeling more and I've had to ground with that so if anyone's out there and they're feeling that COVID anxiety or depression really important to go back to the breathing and the Mm. body and the earthing and the grounding and there's been a lot of people who work with energy who say you know I was doing fresh juices and soups and stews and really getting light codes in from the earth through my mm-hmm. food because um, I think it whacks your light yeah, out a little I bit. Think it it does. really comes in, changes that auric function, changes that grounding. Yeah. And yeah, some people go down and get depressed yeah. and other people hyperstimulate. And I was hyperstimulated. Yeah, right. God, I was pleased yeah. I got Omicron and nothing before it, but oh, it had been too. filtered down you out there by the time I got it. What a relief. Bless all those bodies that went yeah. before us. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I felt, I don't know if you felt this, but I felt really angry. It was day six. I had a real mm. moment where I felt really angry because I absolutely do not believe this is a naturally conspired virus it does it doesn't take that look at all and my sons have just had influenza and honestly that has got a whole different look and feel to it and I was really upset that there wasn't more accountability more examination in to how this has happened I know that there has been some talk about it but no one's ever really been held accountable for unleashing this on humanity Mm. and I got really cranky Mm. about that that also then brought on a whole lot of past life stuff you know about how we are kind of at the mercy sometimes of greater things and things like that so wow what a huge thing this virus Mm. is and it changed so many people on so many levels and we're not done yet right Mm. like I you know that group of 10 who were at the club with me one of them had had it three months before and then she got it again that night so I don't think we're done yet. Like, I don't think you get, it's not a one and done. People are getting it again. Yeah. Yeah. And also I do have to call out to the people who've also, and God bless you, you are are out there. I spoke to two people yesterday who are injured from their jab. And I think they're the unspoken group as well. They lined up, they did their Mm. thing. And it is very real that some people are carrying injuries Mm. from, from that spike protein. Mm. Now, look, was that a worse decision or a better decision? I think you had to choose your path. Mm. It's a spike protein that's going through people. But I really feel for those people mm. too. There's, there's so, the fallout of this. We're still is, in it, right? Like it's not, it's not, even, it's not done yet. Like it's changed, it's yeah. developed, but it's not mm. done yet. Yeah. So there's been so much change. There's got so, <laughs> so much change in the world. And there's been a little bit of, um, I don't know if positivity is the right word. 
But a certain flavour of change that's coming through at the moment. Is it the revolution? Do you smell a revolution? Yeah, revolution. Little revolution. A little bit. We're a little bit tired, so we may not be feeling like we're fiery, but there's a little... Yeah, and like so much change coming through from... That's powered by groups that we didn't think had a lot of power. And again, we are in Australia. There has just been an election Mm. that was really decided by women and about the climate. And there's this joke that like the people who are in power didn't realise there were so many women in Australia. They thought that maybe (laughs) 10% of Australians were women. And so they just treated us like shit. And now they've realised that, oh, maybe as many as like 30% of Australians are women. Um, They're still researching. They'll get a number eventually. Mm. And someone said to me, how did... Well, they said to me, how how did the polls get it so wrong? And I said, a woman does not have time to stop yeah. to answer your yeah, polling Yeah, she just question. is going through. Also, she was out the front. So I handed out how to votes for the Greens. Um, so I got involved in this election and it was all women. It was all women who were handing out how to votes. It was remarkable. All the polling place people were women. Like, yeah. Some way I just look at was... this and think, how do we not see mm. this? How, has peop- how have groups of people not seen this? But that's the paradigm mm. shift, right, is that, we haven't seen things that have been systemic problems Mm. before. We're now opening, and this is the great awakening. Oh, my goodness, half the voters on this planet Mm. are women, over half. And why are we not representing them? What about Indigenous cultures and people and communities and you know it's just insane that we haven't seen speaking of the floods that's been one of the really remarkable things of the floods is that especially in lismore the recovery efforts were led by indigenous women run out of the curry mail not paid stepped up saw you know um, the indigenous community in australia is continuous understanding of the importance of community that is goes back sixty five thousand years like they're the most qualified (laughs) to do this and they did they stepped up and really and they're still doing it it's not over but the the recovery in lismore again is being led by a group who traditionally has not had much power and yet we given the opportunity stood up and showed just how much power they have how lateral it is and how well they can use it to benefit everyone and do you know that's similar to the lockdowns in western sydney and throughout the country the sikh community Mm. were giving and delivering free meals to people and families in lockdown some people completely Mm. lived off the generosity of their charity and they are often a very underestimated group in our community Mm. who have been there at every step of the way to try and help us move through things and this power like i think you know these communities always had power they always had knowledge they always it just never quite managed to break through the obstructions that were put in place to them owning that power and you know that power affecting the world and i think we're finally getting there and zoomers I know you're obsessed with Zoomers. Zoomers, kids, oh, yeah. 17 to 24-year-olds. <laughs> They're another group that their power is yeah. really starting to come to the forefront. I think people underestimated how much of this vote is contributed by the youth mm. vote and the the rallying of that group. But they're a phenomenal. Um, Michael Moore wrote this amazing article on the Zoomers and he's been having some depressing days where he's, you know, he can see the, what's going on in the economy in America mm. and all of the energy. And, you know, he has a bit of an issue with all this stuff around where society is putting its focus. But he said what's happening is, and who would have thought, the Zoomers we all thought couldn't organise themselves have started organising their own yes. union. Like the Amazon Union. And they have started creating, they've Googled yep. it and they've just gone, how do we yep. do this? And also, I'm not going to work for you that way anymore. I might start my own yeah, company. Yeah. And so 
the revolution that we think is coming, I think is a little different to what we expect. I think it's coming from these amazing groups that like we've talked about potentially haven't had as much power or kudos Mm. as they should and they're now just taking energy into their own hands so it's bubbling from the surface it's quite exciting and we were talking earlier about how in the 90s when we were zoomers we wore the clothes you were saying you wore the the no nuke t-shirt yep 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 we all wore the green piece t-shirts and whatever and like it was we kind of thought maybe we were being involved because we were wearing the clothes and we were like, you know, maybe I'd go to a protest or two. But the kids that are coming up today have taken it so no, much further than we ever could have. We didn't really figure out how to really get active and change things till we're in our 30s. They're cracking it in their teens. Well, do you know, a beautiful friend of mine and I were talking once. It must have been nearly 10, 15 years ago. And she said to me, she was studying sociology, and she said, there's nothing to say that we won't turn out like our parents, but only later mm. at this point. <laughs> and, right, <laughs> which is very depressing at the time. Oh, my God, it's children of boomers. That's that's a concept, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. But what's interesting about the Zoomers, I don't think that that's yeah, true for them. No. I think this is they're, – they're really trying to alter – and. The society. They're really trying to alter the society. And not only that, I think they have to. Yeah, the, there's the no planet, choice. There's no 20-year, 20 25-year buffer anymore. These things are happening right now. So in some ways, they need that restless revolutionary energy and to work out and Google how to do things and then just go yeah, for it. Yeah. Because they don't have time to wait. Know, no one else is coming to no. save them and they don't think they are, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they understand they need to save themselves and each other. Mm. Very interesting. They're a bit woo-woo. Yeah, totally. Sure. You have a lot of Zoomers. I have Oh, my God. I was, look, I love Zoomers. I do. I love the youth. I am so impressed by the youth. I, I never want to be one of those old people that's like, oh, young people. Like, I'm into them. But I also am really reaching an age now where I'm not the youth anymore and I have a a different perspective and like a lot of I do have a lot of zoomers come to me and a lot of them are getting their spiritual information on TikTok and look (laughs) look it's fine (laughs) but honestly if another zoomer comes to me and like wants to do a reading on a twin flame I am gonna I look I'm gonna have a meltdown Twin flames are still in. Oh my God, <laughs> at the moment. And it's this weird thing where it's like <laughs> twin flame gets confused with Disney prince uh, yeah. or rom com hero, and it's like it all is a bit mushed up in their brains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's fine. I will continue explaining the truth behind that. I read a 19 year old the other day. She's been financially independent for two years, she has been through massive stuff, has herself a therapist. <laughs> And wanted to know what's next for her and how she can keep working on herself. Oh, I had to it. keep asking her, sorry, are you 19? Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of energy yeah. that is coming through. Yeah. And I, I know you and I always say how wonderful that connection with them is, but I really think they are strongly yeah. underestimated. They're also not going to follow the structure and no. never have. You know, They just look at something that isn't worth it and just go yeah. nuts. And it's so interesting because I read a woman, an absolute counterpoint to your 19-year-old, at the same place but in her 60s and really, really at a point where I think her whole life she has felt like she wasn't allowed to do any of that actually because you're a mum, you're a wife and you're a mum and this is what you do and you – and so she's been like trying to hold it together for so long and her whole family have been like – trying to go, mum, you need like you need something. Like you're not happy. You haven't been happy for a long time. We can see it. Like none of the achievements made you happy. None of this is making you happy. What are you going to do about it? And finally at about 65, she feels like she's even allowed 
to consider yeah. that. And this is this is the paradigm yes. shift. This is what yep. this energy does. Yep. It starts opening up the chakras. And I used to say when your chakras open up at with these solar mm. flare cycles, it's like when your cupboard, you know, when you've just been pushing mm. things into your mm-hmm. cupboard and then one day you go and get a T-shirt yep. out and everything yep. just falls on top of you and you go, okay, what am I going to do? Yep. And I agree. And I, But I think it's bigger than that. I think that's the structural mm. change as well and the, the results of mm. feminism yes. and the results of like mm. progressive social policy and tearing down the system mm. means that that, that woman I read didn't get there till 65. The woman you read could get there at 19. Like, I'm and then 19. you've got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, it's, it's like the yeah. benefit for women's for women and these minority communities and people without power coming, like the way the lives of these people is going to be different going forward is it's kind of breathtaking and exciting. Look, I found that about watching Liz Moore, mm. people started saying, we've always been taught, you know, if you want to, donate donate through these mm, government organizations mm. and i think we learn after the bushfires yes. which i read many people and i know you're out there who did not receive a single dollar of the yeah. millions and millions and millions of dollars donated by celebrities mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. normal people all over this world to help them and this time this community went you know what no yeah. we're not it's letting person to it person. go through a government organization and that's that yep. change that you're talking about which is grassroots yep. change and i think in this election that australia's had and i certainly hope it moves to the us which i know many people are talking about is that it was the independence of the public and the community who voted for people who they went no this person's been in this community a long time they actually have our value yep. and our yep. heart and I think that's our way of claiming power back and taking over the system yep. again and taking it back. But it's interesting, isn't it? The the level of trust in the system of the mm-hmm. government accountability is just so, so low, low yep. that people are starting to go, we'll just you give us yeah, your money. Yep. And we're like, actually, you know what? You're probably you going to do better things yeah, with it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here you go. Mm. On Women Rising, I mean, this is the energy of the age of Aquarius is that the feminine is the ultimate energy healer. So the yin will Mm. take over. The more we repress feminine energy, the more it is going to rise. And I think the revolution eventually will be led by women. I saw a, a beautiful video of Margaret Atwood She's created an unburnable version of her book, The Handmaid's yeah. Tale, which is being burnt around the country. And, well, this um, is the other side of it. Phenomenal we, protest. Yeah, I mean, that freedom of speech. love her. This is the other side of it. The pendulum has swung. Abortion and mm-hmm. contraception. Abortion's getting banned in America. Contraception is next to go. Gay marriage in America has a really good likelihood of falling in the next year or two. Like the pendulum. Well, I think we've got monkeypox that is attacking, you know, certain communities. As as someone said the other day, out comes the fun police, mm. you know. But like the... we talk about feminine rising and like things getting better, but there also is a counterpoint to that. Okay, so this is the concept of Aquarius. And what it does is it talks about the fact that we've got Piscean energy over one side of the paradox and the other side is the Aquarian energy when we start changing these diverse energies we start to divide very clearly into Mm. groups before we come back into the Mm. middle so if you look at like magnetics on the sun when the poles of the sun start shifting at the beginning the positive is very positive and the negative is very negative but as it starts changing over all of the molecules move and get very confused Mm. and move into the middle and then they separate again and we're going through this 
almost like chaos theory version Mm. of disorder before we come into order. And what is really sad about that is if it is hijacked by certain political agendas to motivate us to be voting in a certain way, it can get very confusing. And I keep saying, don't think political party think issue think public issue because some people go it's about this it's about that and I'm like no no just think do we want this to be the law that governs someone's Mm. body do we want this to be the way our community operates and makes decisions forget the ultimate politics because that's what's got to go in the age of Aquarius you know but you're right there is the pendulum swing and it's about coming back to being non-binary about Mm. things and the the Buddha had it the the middle middle path path, making decisions that don't say this is right and this is wrong but they say look all of it exists what's the best solution it's not about discounting something or neutralizing it it's about saying what's our most ethical and compassionate decision and there's so few leaders that actually move forward with ethical compassion as the basis of their integrity and decision making i think that's what it does come back to in some ways is we've got the macro the big stuff going on we've got the micro the individual stuff going on and i think grounding it all in the heart chakra in compassion in kindness if we're talking about the buddha you know kindness compassion community caring the Mm. idea that we're all in this Mm. together both outside of ourselves and inside of ourselves Mm. i think it looks like shadow work as well right and bringing all the parts of ourselves together Mm. and we're not all the same Uh, yeah yeah we're not all the same and we're not all going to feel the same but we've all got to live in the same petri dish kind of thing and i think those it's harmonizing those forces, mm. which is really, I know that's very Star Wars, but it's true. Yeah. There's this thing called the mob mind, mm. which got very stimulated during the latter phase of the, the latter phase of the first phase yeah, of the pandemic. Yeah. Gosh, that's a mouthful, isn't it? But there was this beautiful Belgian psychology professor who talked about um, mass formation psychosis, the mob mind. His name is Matthias Desmond, and he was warning against just going with this mass version of energy and events Mm. but really stopping to center and ask these are human beings what if we all had to work together and I think with the rising escalation of violence in different Mm. places it is something that we all need to retreat from if it's violent it's we can't we can't commit to it we've got to go that Buddhist path I think like you said the heart chakra and the reason the heart chakra is so important is that it brings that upper energy Mm. system through to the earth that's where we we join all those yep. systems together through our body. So yeah, the heart chakra is the yeah, key yep. for sure. And I mean, everyone's talking to me about watching the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, and I know that you're like, I can't watch it, and I agree. Yeah. It's it's Terrific. sad to witness childhood pain and karmic genetic pain playing out and being made a media spectacle. I I don't even understand how that can happen. It just seems like we've lost our way on so many levels. And a brand new way for men to abuse women. Well, yeah. Yep, we do it. We do it in court now. We do it publicly in court with bots online. We used to sew a scarlet S or we burnt the witches and now this is how we do it. And and it's it's unbelievable to watch it unfold. It's horrific. It's it's such a cocktail of pain. Mm. It's all like it. people. Every nearly everyone I've read in the last month has brought mm. it up, and I just think it's such a cocktail of pain. I felt like that with Kim and Kanye, and I was like, no, this is not a spectator's mm-hmm. sport. There's, These are real we people. Need to be mindful. Mm. These are real people, and I think 
do you think sometimes we've lost this sense of humanity and yeah. and the the fact that we're playing this yeah. out but it's yeah. real and we have to sort of make more humanistic yeah decisions. get lost in the spectacle yeah mm. yeah if you're looking for some tools at this time to help you navigate all this stuff, we've got a whole podcast of them. There's heaps, there's heaps. I know we only did two seasons, but they're, they're quite extensive. We really got into it. And we wanted to suggest a couple of episodes that really meet this this time that we're currently in that you might want to go back to and take a look at. And one of them was dreamscapes, wasn't it, L? Well, because what happens as these chakras open up is that we start opening all the intuitive centers. So it hips us from the top down. And what that does is it means that when you go to sleep, whatever you're not mentally processing or can understand, you're starting to do it while you're in your mm. subconscious state. And our dreams become very important. So dreamscapes is really important. And also it opens up our intuitive center. So it is good to be writing down your dreams and your symbols and your signs at the moment because there is something higher trying to kind of guide us through this mm this yep. time which nobody is going to yep. move out of or escape yep. but that's a great yeah. one dream and really understanding the power of the dream space and that you can ask for mm. healing and you can ask for clarity and you can yeah, like especially if yeah. like there's a lot going on when you're awake <laughs> maybe you don't have time to do it there you can do it while you're going to sleep it's okay you can get it done yeah 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 yep. i think we'll find that that time meditation sleeping dreaming mm. becomes more potent and powerful as we start moving into that five dimensional quantum yep. connection yep. that one's yeah. in season two if you're looking for it also the love sex sugar energy episode i feel like is just as current today as it was the day that we recorded it quite frankly and maybe forever well isn't it potent at mm. the moment that we are moving out of a karmic understanding of relationships that maybe we had made decisions 20 years ago, five, 10 years ago, where this person was always going to be in my mm. life this yeah. way. And these were the obligations yeah. and vows and contracts yeah. and we couldn't break yeah. them. And so that episode, and I think we also did one called Soul Contracts mm -hmm. in season two, is very good. But it's about what does this relationship need to be mm. now? I mean, I don't think we're living in the same understanding of the way we're connecting and integrating with each other. And the good news is you don't have to die this time to end a soulmate contract yeah. to release it and to start yeah. again. There are ways of talking through that and saying, you know what, this is working three weeks yeah. ago and it's not working now. I love you for who you've been and what you've been doing. And I need to change this. But man, we need a hallmark range yeah, for that, do. don't we? We really do. <laughs> I think it also speaks a lot to like how our evolution around making plans. Like it used to be like you met the you made the plan, you had to keep the plan, and now post COVID, you're like, what what is the plan anyway? Like maybe I'll see you Friday, maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe there is no Friday. And even weddings have changed. Mm. You know how it was like 350 mm. people and these you fed everyone, and and now people are like, you know what? We're just on Zoom <laughs> in our living room. <laughs> And it's we're fine. married. <laughs> um, that one is in season one, if you're looking for it. Um, mm. Also the lost and found episode. Oh, my God. As we talk oh. today about trying to find ourselves and everyone ourselves else. And where we're at. Yes, that episode. Yeah. That episode has a lot of gold yeah. in it. Well, that one's really great. And it, it brings to mind a concept by the beautiful mm. Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Big Magic. Mm. And she talks about this feeling of not this, mm. where you get to a point in your life where you're like, I don't know what else, not but this. not this. Yep. This isn't working. Yep. This doesn't feel right. And you know what? I think it's one of the most powerful moments when you just say to yourself, I'm not regulating. I'm not yep. happy. I've got everything and it's not working like you're the woman you read yeah, recently. Yep. Or I'm in this relationship and it's serving all of this, but it's not serving mm. this. And 
that moment yeah. when you're truthful with yourself yeah. can start the whole ricochet yeah. effect that opens the next It's the revolution. Time. So that's a yeah, really, it's a really yeah, good one. Season two and the spiritual tunnel as well is another one we wanted to recommend. Because this whole thing has been a spiritual tunnel. <laughs> We're but still in it. Where are we in the spiritual tunnel? Like, I think we said we we're in in the twenties or Dark Knight of the Souls, Saturn Returns. Yeah. I think we're coming out of Saturn Returns, but with that comes great Stability. responsibility, yep. Yep. and you have to rebuild yep. your life. Yeah, you? indeed, indeed. That one's season two as well. Um, look, so where are we at with the Wooverse right now, Lynette? In terms of the podcast itself, we're in metamorphosis. <laughs> I think you called it caterpillar goo earlier. Caterpillar goo. We are, we are caterpillar goo. I think what we've done is we've tried so hard to sit down and go, right, let's do season mm. three because the other two channeled really divinely. Yeah. The first one was, oh, let's talk about how the woo-woo works in yep. us. Let's talk about how the yep. woo-woo is working in the world. That just felt so natural. And then we had this freaking fantastic idea for season we, so three. So can I just pause for a second? We have yeah. the best season three idea like it i I don't know when we're gonna get it up but when we do it's i'm i'm so excited i'm so impressed it's gonna be amazing but that's only half of it as we know now intention is only half of it like everything that's going (laughs) on in the world yeah and desire (laughs) is only half of it there's always a bit more to that and that's like timing and energy and and flow and vibration and also that divine yes, that open mm-hmm. feeling that something bigger mm-hmm. than us is supporting it. And every time we go to do it or feel into it or sit down and work on it, it just does it's not a feel no right. And I feel like, yeah. yeah, we have, I think what's happening is the world and, you know, many of us are still working through season <laughs> one, the, yep. the, the awakening yep. of ourselves and also the awakening of the community and the collective. And we're not there yet. We're, you know, it's almost like channeling something that is not ready mm. or, 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 you know, like we said, we'd probably just end up having conversations if we were talking about the moment about like, what about that? Oh my God, we're still in the yeah, goo. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a very positive use of yeah. time. And so to get that channel for season three, which is so juicy, really we have to yeah. wait until that divinity and channel yeah opens. and if there's one thing we understand it's that you timing is everything and you've got to respect it and read mm. the energy and go with the energy flow read the yeah room. read the room <laughs> so look this is our way of telling you we don't know when season three we're not is ready. coming <laughs> we're prematurely yeah. announced that we're like, doing season when three. we know we'll let you know and at the yeah. moment we don't know so there's that and we wanted to pop in and say this is where yeah. we're at. This is what's happening. We haven't forgotten you and yeah. we haven't, yeah, we feel woo out yeah. there. <laughs> it's just, it's not coming together. This is it's a good point in the podcast to say this is an in-between episode. We're so excited to touch base with you and with each other, but we don't know when the next episode is going to be. We're working on it. We're handing it over to the we're divine. Working on it. We're waiting for it to come through. And when it does. Putting it on the altar to be altered. Yeah, exactly. And when it does, you'll be the first to know, but it ain't yet. It ain't yet. Yeah, and in the meantime, I think we are going to be working continuously on ourselves Mm. and also encourage everyone to go back and listen to those channels because in many ways you and I were channeling Mm. so Mm -hmm. much through those podcasts and in some ways I listen to them and if you take out the word pandemic and replace it with warmongering and war times or, you know, monkeypox or you replace it with anything at the moment that is going on on large scale, really the principles are the same. 
And there's so much in there that I think we're still churning through. Yeah. And we're going to be doing that as yeah, well. Absolutely. We? Yeah, so where 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 are you at at the moment, Elle? What are you working on? Where can people find you? What are your projects? What are you loving? What are your offerings? Ah, oh, where am I? Well, I'm still at Energy Mentor HQ, so come and find me over there on the internet if you've got it um, and you're still with electricity. But my focus has always been really helping people understand how to use their energy through this physical world and how to use it to heal themselves and the collective and integrate themselves with their spiritual power. You know, that's why I use some analogies that are really about going on that journey and working out where it went and how yeah, to find yeah, it. Definitely. And so I feel really connected to that still, but I've also felt really drawn to bring community of people together who want to use the quantum field and meditate together and talk about energy. So I'm running a live, which I don't usually do live, do I? Um, virtual energy circle. And it's a community huddle, a cosmic tea party where we sit around a virtual campfire. And it's a chance for some really soul, soul soothing connection where we return each month and we talk about all the things that are going on and we really integrate it with the quantum field. So I talk a lot about energy tips and I answer Q&As of participants and I'm a bit like spiritual Google for a moment mm-hmm. at the end of that. And it it's just, look, it's pure medicine across multiple dimensions, time and space, come as you are vibe, BYO spirits, everyone's welcome. Yes. And so if you want to join that, please go to my website, myenergymentor.com. And I'm also doing a series of programs. One's a really long mentoring program, which um, we've done together. Yes. And it takes you right through all of the energies of how to reset yourself according to your spiritual power and there's a nine-week tune-up which I've distilled the information to help us move through that quickly and I've had to launch my own podcast called Cosmic Sugar which is really a place where I'll be sharing my field notes as the energy mentor so that's things like giving insights from readings I've done looking at what the major questions are amongst soul travelers and answering those dropping into your ears weekly and just keeping ahead of some of these really strong current changes so we can look at it through the lens of energy. Everything that I'm doing will be at myenergymentor.com. Come over, check it out and um, let's talk this through. (laughs) That's where I'm at. I just, I feel like I haven't really moved from that center of really feeling passionate about trying to get people to get the mechanics to work through this. Where are you at, Kiki? Where, where's the liberation taking taking me? Taking well, yeah. So COVID, like everybody, everybody went through a lot of changes in COVID, especially the ISO phase of COVID, um, and then we all came out the other side with knowing things that needed to be changed and done. And some of us came out with actual physical babies. Um, I came out, I did come out with a COVID. No, not, not me. No. Dear God, no. Um, I came, did come out with a COVID baby though, and it's called She Loves Her. And this is my big passion project at the moment. So I, I have realized it took me 41 years to understand <laughs> that my role on this earth is a lesbian recruitment officer. Actually, that's what I'm here to do. And that's what She Loves Her essentially is about. Do, I, do you get right? that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, need, I need a shirt that says that. Um, and it was kind of based in my own experience in that it really took me 40 years to come to terms with my own queerness. Um, and yes. I'd had experiences along the way, but it, it really took me to COVID and, and realising what's important and what's in, not important, what we want to hold on to, what we want to let go of. Mm-hmm. 
to realize that I am a lesbian. I always have been, you know, even though I was married to a man for 10 years. And I wanted to explore that and come to terms with that. And there was no, nothing. There was nothing to support me. There was no... Was it like going and looking for like something like the Judy Bloom book in the library when you, you know, did you ever go and look for those books about Are You There, God, It's Me? Not Margaret? at 40, I didn't. But you were looking for the Judy Bloom, Are You There, God, It's Me, Knowing that there was a calling, knowing there was work I needed to do, yeah. doing it, like I absolutely did it, mm. but I had no support or resources along the way. And so then I got to the other side of it and I realised that I don't ever want another woman to go through that again. I want, I yeah. want any woman who wants to explore her sexuality, who wants to understand if she's bi or she's questioning or she's curious or whatever I want to heal women that's always what I've been here to do and queer women especially bad things would queer women of a certain age bad things were done to us when we were young when we were in the in the 90s um, trying to figure ourselves out and the dialogue about what it meant to be queer then it was just we were hurt and we get to heal that hurt I really believe that And I really am here, again, like if we want to talk about groups that don't have much power, especially in in the world of resources for people exploring sexuality, it's very much focused on young people and men. And there are no resources for women who are older, who are ready, who have been through some shit and come out the other side and now want to find their community. And I am building a community for them. And I've built a course that women can do that's very much about desire and discovering yourself and and accepting your desire maybe for the first time in your life and then coming to understand what to do with it. It's me, right? So of course it's spiritual and it's sacred and profane. That's always been me. So it's spiritual (laughs) and it's sexy um, and it's fun and it's funny and it's deep and it's meaningful and this is my passion this is what I've understood I'm on this earth to do and so that's where you can find me you can find me at um, either come find me at uh, kirrilylynch.com or at shelovesher.net um, I'm still on Instagram at sacred and profane, although I am stepping back from that a little bit. So I can, I'm still doing readings. I'm still doing mentoring, but most of my, my energy and passion is now being put into she loves her. And it's really just about women claiming themselves and women claiming their place and women claiming each other as well. Like women really learning how to love themselves and love each other. That's what, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm doing. Oh, so much came out of that COVID yeah. journey. Yeah. It was big. I love it. It was big. Yeah. I love it. And you know what? That is a well needed resource. Yeah, yep, Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So we we we're swimming in big yes. pools and we're still yeah. there. And um love to help you and love to work yeah. with you. Yep. But in these ways at the moment until we can get our shit together <laughs> and channel the massive thing that is season Yeah, three. yep. And look, until then, we encourage you to keep the woo going in you. Um, keep mm. doing your work. And just a big thank you as well. Thank you to everybody who's listened, everybody who's rated and reviewed, and everybody who never never rated and reviewed, but, but used the tools that we shared in the podcast to improve their own lives and to help themselves and their community. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the work. Thank you so much. And to the people who passed mm. us on, you know, like over mm-hmm. lunch or mm-hmm. recognised somebody in the mm-hmm. office, was it feeling so great? and just said hey there's this podcast like we really feel you out there and we at times have both felt isolated in our woo-ness and to have this beautiful woo community and we do feel you and see the little lights on the map when you listen to us and this this episode is for you we wanted to come back and have this conversation not just with each other because we've been doing that or trying (laughs) (laughs) but but also with everybody who 
couldn't yeah. have that conversation yeah. with us and needed to have it. And yeah. so, yeah, keep the woo going yeah. in and you. Yeah, so it. thank you to everyone. Thank you to our um, rather handsome producer, Dan. You're the best. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for all your hard work and the hard work that will come when we do get to season three as well. Oh, my God. You know, always come to him with the vision. So this is what we're thinking. And he was like, yeah. But he, he's up for the challenge. Yeah, Let's yeah. And until we um, until we speak again, support you, Elle. Support you, Kate. And support you, Woo Woo Crew. Yeah. Go and give each other a big hug. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. The Woo Woo-verse is recorded and edited by our incredible super producer, Dan Zivkovic. We love him. And if this conversation has brought up anything for you or if there's any extra work you've realised you want to do around this topic, then please know that you do not have to traverse the Wooverse alone. We encourage you to build a support team around you and to do what you need to do to take really good care of yourself because you're amazing. So be good to you. <laughs>